this week on Prepping 2.0. A sample, a schmidgen, a smorgasbord of the topics we will be covering are accurate news sources, food freeze dryers, time management for prepping, our predictions for 12 months from now, a good period of time to have preps for, and so many more. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in 3, 2, 1. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. We have another great episode for you. We are going to be answering patreon's questions this is part two of our previous episode which was part one see how that works in series one and two that's what we do topics we will be covering a sample a schmidgen a smorgasbord of the topics we will be covering are accurate news sources food freeze dryers time management for prepping our predictions for 12 months from now a good period of time to have preps for and so many more so why don't you stick around and listen to this great show so, have you watched the news lately, Glenn? I have. Uh, quite a bit, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen that North Korea's got a whole bunch of satellite stuff pointed straight at the United States? I have. And what's that all about? Uh, an EMP. An EMP. During the prior administration, there was um, action about to be taken to address such a threat. An EMP that would strike the United States would immediately disable electronics, electricity, utilities, and as Glenn likes to say, take us back into the dark ages, literally. Yes. So how Correct do you, use of the word literally. Yes. So how do you protect against such an incredible threat? That's not just like, hey, let's get a Berkey water filter and be done, right? Well, one approach is to uh, give up and totally surrender your life to the hapless winds of fate. Oh, but that's right. We don't do that. We do prepping. Mm -hmm. How do you prepare for that? You check out our website at prepping2-0.com. And um, if you go over to Friends and Affiliates, you'll see a great product called EMP Shield. They will protect your home and your car from such a threat, as well as a coronal mass ejection. I got the word right. Basically, it's a huge household size, car size uh, surge protector so that when that threat hits, whether it be one or the other, you're protected. Great folks over there. They got a coupon code that'll take you $50 off each device that you purchase, which is awesome. One of the benefits of being a Patreon is getting to ask us questions and having your answers read on the air. We're picking up on Patreon's questions where we left off from the last episode, but first... Shelby has a couple very short administrative announcements. Super quick. Patreons at the $5 and up level, you and the kids in your family get to join me for a fun little program we have over on Patreon called Prepping for Kids. It's for either younger kids or the older kids reading books that focus on prepping. Other one, July 30th, our picnic palooza in Missoula where we are celebrating everything prepping 2.0 everything post-covid we are not going to be wearing masks it's going to be a party come join us what's the admission charge for that nada zero dollars and zero cents but if you are touring vacationing and you're in montana which you ought to be you ought to be it's beautiful that time of year please know that you are invited to come join us One more administrative announcement. You haven't heard about this in a while. Uh, We have so many new listeners every single show. I didn't want to rip them off and not let them know about PAM Radio, P-A-M Radio. It stands for Prepper Amateur Radio. It's a set of electronic flashcards you download on your phone or your computer. And it tells you everything you need to know, only the practical stuff, not the technical stuff about ham radio. Ham radio is one of these big mountains that people think is too high to climb because they have to learn about milliamps and and angstroms and and science stuff you can tell by my my stumbling with the words i hate science i actually do hate science so this is a practical set of flashcards for training yourself and your team it came about actually when i had to train my team on comms and instead of getting a bunch of index cards and a very stinky sharpie pen that the fumes would knock me out um, i decided to make electronic flashcards they're available at pam-radio.com pam-radio.com 15.99 and you're going to have that box in your list of preps you need to do that little box that says comms learn about 
you can check that one off after you get these electronic flashcards. So check it out, pam-radio.com. Well, let's get into it. Shelby, what's our first question from Patreons today? Our first question comes from Mike Hughes. He had a question last week. So I encourage yeah. you to listen to last week's show too, because there's some great questions. This is just continuing oh, that. Patreons have so many interesting topics yes. to raise with us, and we love hearing from you. So his question is, what sources of news do you trust? Where can I find accurate information to keep up with? What prepping podcast or YouTube channels do you recommend? Thank you. So do you want to go first or me? Sure. You go ahead and take it with the uh, accurate news sources, because I am a podcast and YouTube oh, there um, you go. aficionado. So I'm... Well, better equipped to answer that second And I've half. had to specifically answer this for myself because when I do my writing every week for Victory Girls blog, I have to write a timely news piece on Monday nights. I want to tell people the criteria. It has to be timely. It has to be just hitting the news feeds so that it's still part of the news cycle the next day because news is consumed within 12 to 18 hours. So Shelby has to find something new after 3 p.m. Eastern time write on it and have it ready to go by 3 a.m. Eastern time. Kind of hard to do. It's kind of hard to do, especially if there's nothing in the news. So these are the news sources I start scraping over at about five o'clock on Monday night. First of all, there's an app out there called Conservative News, which is an aggregator of conservative news. Bongino Report does the same thing. Mm -hmm. Town Hall. Problem with Town Hall in Red State is they're doing what I'm doing. They're picking something out of the news and commenting on it. So it's not going to be super up It's not hard news. It's commentary. It's commentary. Breitbart is a little bit of both. And that's B-R-E-I-T-B-A-R-T. And if you're not sure where that name comes from, please go look up Andrew Breitbart. Amazing man. A man before his time. And one of those mysterious deaths. Mysterious deaths. So the other thing I do is on Twitter, I have created my own list of breaking news. I've gone through and found all kinds of... Fox News, NBC News, all kinds of news so that I get breaking news. I don't care what the news source is. I want it to be breaking, something that's just happened. So I do that on Twitter. And then, honestly, sometimes I scrape over kind of the news feeds of Facebook and MeWe because sometimes people will pop those things up. Sometimes I'll check Yahoo. As you can see, it's quite a thing to find that one news thing that you can comment on. What are your thoughts, Glenn? A couple other sources that I look at every morning, and those of you that look at my Facebook page, which is, believe it or not, Glenn Tate. Crazy how we name that. Anyway, you'll notice a lot of stories from the Washington Times. They have an app. I actually subscribe to the Washington Times. It's, I don't know, 20 bucks a year or something like that. It's a, a I conservative- wish I'd known that. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Hi, so, everyone. Look what you just found. <laughs> Something yeah. I don't know about Glenn. We have communication issues. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Washington Times, they have an app. Great conservative stuff, national coverage. And then uh, Epoch Times, What's Epic. It? It's, e it's also pronounced Epic. It's E-P-O-C-H. And the problem that I'm finding with them, I, you've got to pay for it. They send me spam. Oh, and I want to click on the headline. Got to pay for it. Got to pay for it. You got to pay for everything. And they spam you a little bit. Yeah. Good stuff, though. Good headlines. Wish I could read them. As far as prepping podcasts and YouTube channels go, prepping podcasts, there's a Mind for Survival. There is Forrest Garvin's Prepper Academy. Prepping Academy. Yes. I'm not sure which. There's the Prepared Mind, which is a YouTube channel. We've had all of these folks We've on the show, We've had all of too. these folks on the show. Bear um, Independent. Can, Bear Independent, Canadian Prepper. Although one thing with Canadian Prepper is the title of all the shows are The World's Going to End on Tuesday, so you better listen. So, I mean, I think substantively he's probably right about a lot of stuff. I think he hypes his yeah. headlines a little bit too much for my taste, but still good content. It's not like he's wacky and making stuff up. <laughs> there are a lot of threats to us on any given Tuesday. What are some others? Well, if you're looking for... Not So that's the news end of, I've talked about the news that I look at. You've talked about that. When I'm looking for prepping sort of um, channels, I'm going to, honestly, Backwoods Home Magazine. I sat down yeah. with a couple of those. Up. Those are so good. That's I learned right. how to make bear sausage last night. Yeah, and all you need is a bear. <laughs> the other one that I've kind of gotten hooked on lately because the guy is so funny. I just played one of the videos for Glenn. It's um, Andy's Homesteading Andy's homesteading page. It's on Facebook and he does all these fun, funny. He is so funny. He is funny. He's a he's a stand up comedian uh, masquerading as a homesteader. Oh, jeez. Oh, I hate guys like that. Super funny. So no, I don't. Um, those are homesteading ones. I'm trying to think. There's there's a couple others, too. Um, 
that are prepping focused and homesteading focused. I, I honestly, another one that I've been watching lately because it's got good gardening tips. The guy is super lib. Um, and he's, he's just, uh, politically, we don't match up. But, man, I learned stuff. Epic Gardening, E-P-I-C, Gardening. The guy's in um, San Diego, so completely different end of the um, growing season as me. But I learned good tips from him. Those are, those, yeah. I would say this. Look at uh, the Glen Tate Facebook page and look at some of the sources, and you'll start to see patterns. Mm-hmm. And that's probably a great way. Plus, yep. you can click on a link and see if the story is for you. So we should probably move on. Yeah. Next, Carol asks us if we've ever heard of Project Looking Glass. And if so, what do you think of it? I've heard it is a purposeful manipulation misleading people who do not follow the mainstream. I was about to ask this question to Jack Decker last month, but missed the deadline. In Europe, where I live, it's quite an issue in alternative media. Um, to be honest, don't know anything about Project Looking Glass. I've heard of it. What I don't want to do is opine on the yeah. the truth of something that I don't know much about. And um, so the answer, Carol, is, um, and thanks for raising this issue, yeah. but neither Shelby nor I know anything about Project Looking Glass. But keep listening to Jack Decker. He's another person I'd recommend for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So the next one is, and this is this is my wheelhouse. Oh, geez. <clears throat> From James Schilling. You have previously mentioned that you have two freeze dryers. What has been your experience with them? What are the tricks, problems, watch outs, and whether, what other equipment and supplies do you need to make using them easier and more efficient? Pick me, pick me, and Fern um, pitches in. This, mine is being delivered tomorrow, and I can't stinking wait. Wow. I'm excited. So I'm going to just, I'm going to just. Um, Before you start, I would like to mention to folks that episode 47, which aired on September 18th, 2019, yes. a lifetime ago, is all about food freeze dryers. We had a and representative. Had a representative harvest, right? There's effectively only one company in the country that sells food freeze dryers and it's harvest, right? And so I wanted to point people to episode 47 back in 2019. Take it away, Shelby. And I'll also point out, too, if you're interested in a freeze dryer, um, they have become high in demand during all the pandemic stuff. You can go to our website, prepping2-0.com, go to Friends and Affiliates. There's a link there. I'm not going to lie. It's an affiliate link. If you purchase through that link, we get a little little zing. It doesn't cost you any more money. And you get to take advantage of all the deals and specials, which they have often. So to answer the question... I'm going to keep this short and I'm just going to open the floodgates here. First, tricks. Tricks would include pre-freezing things before you put them in the freeze dryer. That cuts down on your time. And wear and tear on the machine. Wear and tear on the machine. The other one is um, do not freeze dry when it's super hot. We, we have historically kept our freeze dryers in a garage. And if it's super hot, you're looking at two, three, four times the, the cycle time. And that's more wear and tear? More wear and tear. I found that, honestly, on cooler nights, I would set it to go during the night in the garage. If it's in 50, 40, 50, 60 degrees, that thing hums awesome. It can also get too cold, and we're going to run into that in Montana. We have not run ours yet because they're not set up. Problems can be making sure your food is completely dry, and that's just a learning curve. You got to learn your machines. If they are ever so slightly spongy when they come out, you run it again. Watch out for um, just keep your oil clean. There's all kinds of tips and tricks out there. There's a couple of Facebook pages you can do that. Another one, and I know Glenn wants to talk here. Ever, on all of those pages, have you ever tried this? Have you ever tried this? Have you ever tried this? First, um, anything with alcohol or high sugar, like honey, molasses, syrup, alcohol, anything with a high sugar content is not going to freeze dry well. Specific, and same with fat. There is one exception, Skittles, which are amazing. And, and here's the thing. A couple years ago, when the pandemic hit, on these forms, the whole world was freeze drying Skittles because it makes them like, turn into like popcorn. Like, it's unbelievable. And they're so good. Mm. I, and I can see what it, I'm like, but I'm thinking, I'm not going to buy a $4,000 machine so I can freeze dry $20 worth of candy. That seems like a waste. I did a few batches just to keep the teenagers happy, but even then it was like, this is dumb. You what did are your get thoughts? cool mom accolades I did. from that. My kid also sold little baggies of them at school, mm-hmm. made some money. And that's the one kind of thing where you're selling little baggies of something at school where it's okay. Freeze-dried Skittles. Yeah. And yes. people make a, make a living selling freeze-dried food in baggies. And so um, other equipment and supplies, I would get extra oil. I would also get some extra racks. I would also get some um, 
the silicone so that it's silicone pads to put on the trays to pull food up. I'd also figure out a rack system in your regular freezer so that you can freeze things and then put them in the freeze dryer. And that rack system requires not only a rack and they're available, you know, you know, food freeze dryer, freezer rack is the thing to look for. There's also a company called frozenright.com, mm-hmm. frozenright that Makes has accessories. Yes. And so you get a rack that then also has a second set of trays. Um, you, you're going to want a duplicate set of trays so that one is in the machine at any given time and one is in the freezer at any given time. You just keep going. And you just keep going. Another um, a watch out, I would say, is don't assume, because you can't, because I found out the hard way, that you can just plug this thing in. It no. requires a special, and I don't know anything about electricity, a special kind of plug. It's not a 220 thing. It's not like a whole house thing. It's like a... I don't know, a, f- a 15, I don't know. An appliance kind of plug. Thing. It's a special shape. And so what you're going to need to do is take a, a picture. I've, I found this is how we solve this problem. We had an electrician, cool guy, friend. Um, and I took a picture of the plug and sent it to him. And I said, we need something in the house that can take this. And you're going to need a pretty stout electrical supply system if you have a weak circuit that I do know. I do know what a circuit is, mm-hmm. like the ninth circuit. See what I did there? I see that. Yeah. Um, if you have a weak circuit, it can trip the breakers. And so you may need some electrician help um, to to make this thing run because it uses a fair amount of electricity, yeah. not like a billion dollars worth. It's still a great thing economically. And we go through this a lot in episode 47. Economically, it makes sense with one caveat. If you have enough abundant food to preserve, it is the way to go. If you have gardening stuff, if you have fruit trees, if you have eggs, we would cook eggs. We have so many bags and bags of freeze-dried omelets. And so if you have an abundance of food, it is, in our opinion, the best way to preserve it. It lasts 25 plus years. It's light. It's all it takes is water to to you know make it ready to eat you don't have to cook it or anything like that and but if you're buying food to then freeze dry it's going to start to not make economic sense for example if you bought number 10 tins of chili to freeze dry them yes it's going to last a while but i'm going to say if you kept those number 10 tins uh, free of rust and free of dents, that's probably going to last you yep. 25 years. So you're not gaining much. Again, it's for abundance. And the reason, pe- and people say, why do you have two? Quick, funny story. This is fun. So they were about $3,000 when we bought them. I'm sure they're 4000 now, you oh, know, yeah. by inflation. And, and then there, there's a wait list for them too. Yeah. So we, we agonized over it. You know, it's 3000 bucks. Should we do it? Oh my goodness. And so we get one a week after we order it. Well, a week after it arrives, yeah. I'm setting it up on a weekend because it is give, give yourself a couple of days to set this thing up. Go yeah. ahead. And then my dad gets a hold of me and says, hey, I got a food freeze dryer. Do you want it? And I said, geez, I wish we would have heard from you a week ago. So yeah. that's why we have two. We only paid for one. It's not like. And if somebody offers you a free one, say yeah. yes. Yeah. Say yes. Even so if, that's. Yeah. <laughs> so if I may add to that, specifically on the large freeze dryers. Yes. I double check the company they they keep updating and upgrading their technology for sure and we have two larges you will need that special plug and it's a trip for an electrician it's just like if you had two we and we have this problem if you had two deep freezers on the same circuit you gotta upgrade your circuit so and and part of our agony over getting one at the time three years ago was Abundance. Are we growing enough food to make that worth it? And yes, we were at the time. And that's going to happen even more now. I think if you're a prepper, it is worth it because if you are growing any sort of food or have access to food, I don't know, where we live in Montana, there's lots of beef and lots of game meat around. There's lots of trees. There's lots of, lots of, lots of. We can freeze dry that and get, again, I keep saying it, get our money out of the grocery store system that is inflated prices for good food. Exactly. It is the best way to preserve food. The caveat being there is a high cost to it, but as far as shelf life and ease of of well, cooking later on, there yeah. is no cooking, well, of reconstituting. Infla- inflation has made that cost level out a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we are huge fans, yes. bottom line, of Harvest Right food freeze dryers. Um, so our next question, and we'll probably um, have this be our last question for this segment, is Angela AM7 says time. My question is how to find the time. Without a financial windfall, I am nowhere near retirement. And between the day job and my other obligations, my biggest struggle is with time. My prepping to-do list is just as long or longer than my regular to-do list, yet my prepping doesn't generate income, so I need my regular to-do list, which includes my day job, to take precedence. That means there are things on my prepping list I haven't gotten to yet, and that weighs on me. I know I'm stretching myself thin, and I fight mental exhaustion just as much as physical exhaustion, but it can't be helped at the moment. I'm worried that my lack of focus overall on each task I work on, work and non-work, prepping and non-prepping, is not now or in the future providing help to anyone. So my question is, do you have any advice on tips or how to rethink the way we look at time so that the lack of time is less daunting and less likely to be used as an excuse to not strive to accomplish something? I jest, but not really. Where is the life coach out there that understands and incorporates prepping? A, which tells me she's probably from Canada. Well, and then Mom and M comes in and says, I have the same issue. And we're going to... She's saying having to take a vacation day to prep. So, um, and mom and him, just because I'm looking at the clock, we're going to probably take this issue into the next um, segment because we're going to run out of time. I don't want to skip over this. No, it's I, too important. It's it too is. it's too universal. It is something yes. that, number one, Shelby and I have labored with, and we're guessing that every single listener, to is one struggling. degree or another, has time management and motivational questions so to angela and mom and him we've been there we get it and we're going to answer your question we're answer on your the question. other side so of the break I, well i'm going to i'm going to start we have a couple more minutes a minute and a half right sure kind of okay okay so i'm looking at him going what am i not looking at here um real quick though first of all angela you're okay Everything that you're doing, and this is, I'm going to go kind of high level here. Everything you're doing right now is 10 steps ahead of the next guy or girl. What you're doing, are you going to be able to be complete in every single one of your preps? No. You know what I mean? You're, you're not going to be able to buy all the ammo, all the guns, all the gardening, all the, all the harvesting, all the, all the, you're not going to be able to do it all. What you can do is bits and pieces at a time. And what I would do is make a list of the things that you want to get done and prioritize them and say on Saturday, on Monday, whatever day, I'm going to work for four hours and get this done and be done and then check it. And when you're done with it, give yourself some free time. Allow yourself to go to see a movie, glass of wine, whatever, and give yourself a reward. So, yes, that is good advice. And we kind of because it's such an important topic, we kind of jumped the gun. We said we were going to do it after the next break, but we sort of gave a preview now because it is so important. So we will finish up with our thoughts on this important topic on the other side of the break. And now it's time for Shelby to mention some of our great sponsors. So yeah, real quick, all of our coupon codes can be found on the Friends and Affiliates tab of our website, prepping2-0.com. Check out US Law Shield, Jared Savick. Uh, he will be found actually at redstate-realtors.com. Katie Armour, Backwoods Home Magazine. My Kind CBD. New Mana Foods. Great folks over there. Folks, again, we're going to come back after the break and we're going to talk about ways to not stress yourself out and find time to get all the things done. Don't go away. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. 
PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. Abe Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. (laughs) Coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Bold, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily. Whole bean, ground, or our patented pods. www.minutemencoffee.com When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Um, We're going to continue our previous question regarding where to find the time. But first, I want to talk about one of my best friends in life. And it's not always Glenn Tate. What? It's Minute Mint Coffee. Oh, my goodness. I've been displaced by a bag of beans. Yes, you have. Specifically, a bag of the the exclusive I Miss America blend that uh, Minute Mint Coffee roasts. Uh, great folks over there, Unapologi- unapologetically patriotic. They are the coffee company that has brought the Constitution back to the coffee table. Totally recommend them. You can find them at our website, prepping2-0.com under friends and affiliates with, a, of course, a really great coupon code. You got it. And we also wanted to mention our Firearms Radio Network podcast spotlight of the week. We are very proud affiliates of the Firearms Radio Network. They have 28 other podcasts um, that are awesome. And every show, we uh, spotlight one of them. This week, it's Long Range Addicts. It's a great show about the art, and it is truly an art, of long-range marksmanship. There's a lot that goes into it, both skill-wise and equipment-wise. And if you are into long-range shooting, it's a... It's a species of its own. It is not just regular shooting. And they have a dedicated podcast to nothing but long-range shooting. So it's it's great for that. Well, let's see. We will um, pick up where we left off in the answering of the question. And you had some thoughts that you wanted to encourage Angela with. I did. And some of them mirror what what you said before the break. And that is the key to life is expectations. And you need to have proper expectations for a variety of reasons. The one I'll focus on here is not getting frustrated. You need to understand that homesteading, prepping, I guess, forget homesteading, let's go with prepping, is a long game. It it starts with a mental approach. And if you're listening to this show, you've probably got that mental approach down, right? I mean, especially the, the person who asked this question. I mean, you've obviously got it down. So, 
it's a mental approach. It's a way of life. It's a way of looking at things and your expectations need to be in line with the fact that this cannot be done instantly. There's one, um, one contrary example. If you have a million dollars and that may actually not be enough in all seriousness, Mm -hmm. if you have a billion dollars, you can um, have a bunker built and have it filled up with freeze-dried food and a water system and a bunch of other stuff. Not terribly practical. If there are any billionaire listeners to the show, why don't you go ahead and uh, send me an email. Yeah, and, we'd love uh, to have you as a sponsor. Yeah, we'd love to have <laughs> you as a sponsor. Um, so it's not practical for for almost anyone to instantly do this. Right. And we, we have a problem in America, and I suffer from this too, so I am you know the pot calling the kettle black. We assume stuff is going to be really quick and relatively easy because many things in our lives are relatively quick and relatively easy. I call it the drive-through mentality. Oh, I'm hungry. I will go through a drive-through and I will get some food and satiate my hunger. And so your expectations have to be right. Um, You have to be systematic. You have to, as part of your system, everything's a system. We always say that with everything, food storage and guns and communications everything is a system it's not just one thing it's many steps in the process one of the most important steps in the process after you get your expectations correct is prioritization and that's something shelby mentioned before the break that is so critical we think that uh, water is critically important Um, it's easy to get sidetracked on cool interesting things that might be a hobby that you would have or an interest that you have that you tell yourself it's a prepping related thing. The classic one is beekeeping. I see a lot of people, not a lot of people. Okay. I've only seen one person in my life, so I should be more accurate. I've seen one person in my life get on Facebook and say, I'm, I'm paraphrasing to make the point. Uh, I'm going to survive the apocalypse because I have a bunch of beehives and they produce honey and I can trade honey for everything I need. No, what you're going to do is you're going to provide honey to go on the toast of a motorcycle gang (laughs) who's going to steal it from you. So don't get too focused on one thing and you have to cover a lot of bases. And that is true. I mean, we're not going to sugarcoat it and say, if you just, you know, are a good beekeeper, you're going to be fine. You have to cover water and food and security and warmth, and you have to cover um, comms and there's a million things to cover and we're not trying to overload you Mm -mm. but we're just being honest about it one of the reasons and this is not self-serving this is very sincere one of the things you can do is listen to this show because look at all the topics we're covering we we touch on we get you thinking about all sorts of different topics and we think that that's a great way to get the sample platter of the topics you need to cover So let me add two more things, too. I think this is a very common feeling right now in particular. And many of us have had this feeling for the last couple of years since all the COVID lockdowns came. We went through it when COVID happened and we were sent home from work. What did we do with our time? We prepped like crazy and exhausted ourselves a little bit. Not Mm going to lie. Um, I talked to a friend recently and she listens to the show and she's kind of in the same boat where I just feel like I need to just, I, and I don't know what other people have and I don't want to, you know, and, and, and there was that same sort of worry in her voice. Um, and I get it. I get it. What I want to encourage you, though, is um, let's think about what one of the things that has encouraged me is we had him on recently, John Jacob Schmidt and his wife, Lady Liberty. And he, um, and this is my hope, he said during the World War II collapse in Europe, Families that survived it um, said two things got them through, a milking cow and chickens. Mm-hmm. So if you have milking cow and chickens, and, I, and, what, and what my point being, something super simple, super small, even the smallest thing can get you through. And then beyond that is, is a plus. I encourage you start with, and it sounds like you have, start with food supply for 30 days, defense for 30 days. And then grow it from there. So I know from what you've said, you have a list. Prioritize those things that will help you in the immediate time. I think a good example, too, is to look at Ukraine right now. They, they, have, they have been bombarded and bombed crazily. Many of those people have survived. 
but now they'll have to rebuild. And so there's kind of the immediate crisis and then there's the aftermath that we have to be prepared for. Don't worry about that right now, but just know everything that you're doing now will help for the long term as well. Another point I want to make is that, and this sounds contradictory to what I just said about you have to cover a variety of topics. And obviously the goal is self-reliance, self-sufficiency. It's not 100% doable, again, without being the billionaire. And so factor in to the expectations you're putting on yourself and the the amount of drive you're you're forcing yourself to do. Remember, there still will be functioning economies. They won't look like they do now. Right. And and I was thinking of what made me think of it was the milk cow and the chickens. Um, the civilians in war torn Europe in World War Two could trade some eggs for something, some milk for something. Um, bear in mind that there's going to be a barter economy at a bare minimum. There may actually be a partially functioning traditional economy. The price of food may be really high and it may require you to use debit or credit cards that are controlled by the government and they shut off ones. This is a worst case scenario. They shut off the cards for the bad people like everyone listening to this show and uh, you're bad people, by the way. So you got that going for you. It's a badge of honor. It's a badge of honor. So, um, but bear in mind, you don't have to do it all. Let's say you, um, you're uh, a little bit older and maybe you've got some physical limitations, but you're a really good gardener. This kind of goes against the sentiment I was mocking with the, um, with the beehives. You may be able to provide food for other people who can provide you security. Exactly. So that's, that's something to plan for and you can't really plan in the sense of okay who's going to be my security team i'm going to go put an ad out on craigslist you know wanted prepper security team don't do that but i guess just factor in that there will be functioning economies of some kind at some level and uh, should take some of the pressure off and then another thing and this is easier said than done is stay motivated um again self-serving but very sincere Listening to this show is one of the best ways to get a weekly shot in the arm of motivation because one way or another, even if we've got a, a guest on a very you know specific topic, we are motivating people. That's a, a lot of the comments we get from Patreons and from others is telling us how much we encourage them. And we absolutely love it. It's why we do this show. So stay motivated because... Your life literally depends on it. That's as high of a stake as there is and your family's life. And as I've mentioned on a previous show, it's not just your life we're talking about. It's comfort. Yeah. It's having an alternative power system that maybe you get um, some electricity and some air conditioning in the heat of the day. Probably you're not going to have an alternative energy system that's going to provide you with air conditioning all, you know, 24 hours a day. That's quite a quite an expectation. So you're, you're going to have some comfort. You're maybe going to have Halloween candy for the kids at Halloween. There's there's a scene in the 299 Days book series about that. So it's not just your life. It's your comfort. So we've we've given you, I think, quite a bit of, of thought on on the time management because time management and motivation are related to each other. If I'm not motivated, I'm not going to manage my time. If if Shelby tried to convince me, and luckily she never has tried this, that bird watching is the most important prep possible. Have and you that, seen the birds, though, that we have? <laughs> yes, I have. They're very beautiful. But I don't have to go out of my way to see them. They come to us. So um, if somebody said bird watching is the most important prep, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be motivated to do it because I disagree that it's a priority. And since I'm not motivated, I'm not going to go out of my way to manage my time to make, you know, put on my calendar 15 minutes a day of bird watching. See? So anyway, that those are our thoughts on that. Well, and and I'll say one more thing and then we're going to go on to the next one. I try to pick out, I'm going to be really honest with you, the things that I like to do to prep. Oh, yeah. I really like gardening. Yeah. I will go out of my way to do that. And that's Uh, a plus. Yeah. So if, if you need a moment of joy, pick out of, out of your to-do list the thing that you like to do so it feels like you're actually having fun. So there you go. Could be guns. And by the way, there it, there is a drudgery to this. We acknowledge that. We experience it every day ourselves. Okay, so the next thing. Let's do Anthony. Th- Anthony. I love this. Using your Nostradamus skills, where do you see things in 12 months? We currently 
are facing a World War III scenario with Russia and things on the home front are looking dicey with the liberal anger because of the sale of Twitter and the possibility of Roe versus Wade being overturned. Shelby wrote about this, by the way. <clears throat> we now know the theme of the riots for summer 2022. Back to the piece. To make things even spicier, we are also looking at possible global food shortage and open southern border, inflation weakening, coming bird flu, fertilizer shortages, supply issues, numerous other problems. So with all those things being thrown into a blender, what does America and the world look like in 12 months? Go, Glenn. Uh, Anthony, I think it looks a lot like the topics you raise in your question. I think things will be even more disrupted than they currently are. They will be more expensive than they currently are the general population will be even more angry than it currently is, which kind of statistically speaking is hard to do, um, but it's going to be- But that's what our president managed to do, right? It's gonna be even worse. Um, a great example of that is the baby formula shortage has managed, you know, good on you, uh, Joe. It's actually managed to get affluent suburban white women mad at the Democrats. I didn't know that was possible. Uh, demographically and polling wise, that's quite a feat to pull off, but you managed to do it, Joe. So um, th you're gonna see more and more of a realization that things can go poorly because they increasingly will for all the reasons you've mentioned, yeah, you've by the way. you've hit everything on the head, yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, the fertilizer shortage is something that really concerns me and, and Shelby, um, both price-wise. And, and there's, there's a difference between food affordability and food scarcity. When food is merely more expensive than we'd like to pay, most people are able to shift spending from other things like going to restaurants or something, which by the way is terrible for the economy because small businesses like restaurants are the engine of the economy, but it's still possible to put food on the table. Food scarcity That's is a, a different problem. matter. Yeah. And it doesn't just come from food not existing. If you've got a, 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 a wheat field full of wheat in Ukraine that can't be harvested, for obvious reasons. Um, although the tractors they have in Ukraine are pretty good at pulling Russian tanks out, out of the it's, bogs. That's been fun to watch, hasn't it? <laughs> when they run out of gas, yeah. um, the tanks do. Um, so food scarcity is going to be a real thing. We've seen the um, the warm-up act, the opening band of food scarcity is food unaffordability. We've seen the warm-up band and we're kind of in the groove and we're kind of getting ready for the big show, which is going to be food scarcity. And it, again, it doesn't have to be, these shelves are absolutely bare for things to be scarce food-wise. Baby formula being a, a great example. There's still hamburger on the shelf. It's eight bucks a pound. But if your baby can't eat hamburger, like no baby can possibly eat hamburger, then the, the uh, scarcity even of small things, small being the segment of the market, is still going to be a huge problem for you. I see civil unrest, and that takes a variety of forms, which I'm happy to get into in a moment here. Civil unrest really increasing because there's something about a, a population like Americans who have been used to stuff working well and stuff being really inexpensive, $1.74 a gallon gas when Trump was president, and now it is, in our little town, four fifty. And that's cheap. And it's that's cheap. Five, it's going to go to six yeah. this summer, and diesel will go to seven. When diesel goes to seven, the price of absolutely everything, well, actually not everything, only the things that um, involve trucking. In. Oh, yeah. that is everything. So everything is going to go up, and it's going to be horrible. But there's going to start to be civil unrest, I think, and it takes a variety of avenues. Uh, the the most dramatic one and one that's very popular or very possible, I should say, not popular, is um, looting, uh, theft, just like shoplifting on steroids. Well, it's going to be 2020 times 10. Yeah, exactly. There's going to be all kinds of anger and it's not just righteous indignation that and, and people need baby formula, so they're going to steal baby formula. No, they're going to see with their own eyes that there aren't enough cops to stop them and they're going to go and they're going to be taking Nikes and uh, maybe even leaving the baby formula behind because they want the Nikes more than they want the baby formula. So this whole thing about people only steal when they're hungry 
is complete oh, nonsense. Yeah. I mean, the summer of love showed. I mean, the looting of stores in the big cities was insane, and it was for stupid things like TVs and purses and. Exactly. So we're going to see more of that. Mm-hmm. Another factor driving, and this since we have a twelve-month time frame, we've been asked to Nostradamusize. Ding. Invented another word, Nostradamusize. Um, I try to invent one word every show. In this 12-month time frame, one of the other factors that's going to push all of this is the midterm elections. The Democrats will do desperate stuff. Their own internal polling shows it's going to be historic. It may even be one of the biggest changes in in partisan power in the history of the United States, which is saying something because we've had some pretty big sweeps in this country. And so they know their back is up against the wall, which means – they're going to do crazy stuff, stuff that seems crazy in a normal functioning political market is going to become actually thinkable. Um, they're going to do desperate moves. They're going to crack down on the right, which is going to cause us to get mad. They're going to let their foot soldiers, the BLM types and the Antifa types, run amok. Uh, the more chaos and confusion there is, Democrats and liberals really believe this, the the more appealing it is to vote for them because they're going to like they never let a crisis go well, to waste. They create the problem and then they're the solvers. Yeah. And and they don't understand that they're playing with fire. When with they these don't understand riots. that we've got we figured out their game plan. Exactly. The cheating that we saw. It, it, there's it's no accident that we saw major riots this summer of 2020. Yeah. And here we are two years later during a major ele- during midterms. Big, important thing. We're going to see them again. It's no accident that Roe versus Wade leak happened. Yes. All of this is by design to create chaos that they're going to solve. And I think you need to look at things in a blue state, red state lens yes. like like I do. Maybe it's because like I look at it. quite a bit on this show. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's just because of it's my bias. Um, but I think that a lot of what I'm saying, especially when it comes to chaos and rioting, I think is going to be very much... Uh, focused and concentrated on blue states and i don't think that you're gonna when gas is the same price in downtown seattle versus the small montana town we live in i don't see my neighbors rioting i don't see them breaking windows and stealing nikes number one everybody here wears cowboy boots because they're actually practical where we live so you're not going to see this all over the country. However, seeing it in blue cities, when you turn on the TV, like we did in the summer of 2020, uh, in our case, it was a local news. In your right. case, it was probably the national news. Um, when you see all this mayhem and murder and and unstable uh, situations, when you see all of this, you're going to get really nervous. So that's what's going to be going on. The, the southern border you mentioned, um, the only thing stopping a, an absolute influx right now is a federal court ruling, and we've seen the Biden administration ignore those things. And we've had some good rulings, too. Yeah. 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 By the way, elections have consequences. Uh, Donald Trump appointed some amazing judges to the federal courts. I used to be the first to completely dismiss the Ninth Circuit. Now I actually count on in my own business. I'm a lawyer that sues government for a living, basically. Um, now I count on stuff going into federal court because I know I'm going to get a fair shake there, yeah. which is a huge, trust me, a huge change of uh, attitude. We could have another another so-called pandemic, you know, bird flu, monkeypox. Oh, this monkeypox thing. thing. Yeah, you, we had a, we had this <laughs> conversation this morning, funnily enough. That's, that's what we do when we wake up and, and we're sipping coffee in bed is talk about monkeypox. That's we talk the about weirdos the news that we cycle. are. Yeah. Don't make it sound that weird. Okay. <laughs> so we wake up, I kiss Shelby's hand, and uh, we talk about monkeypox because we're weird. So anyway, that's the kind of stuff in the, in the 12 months. I don't see absolute total collapse and shutdown but you know me and if you've read the 299 days book series and if you've read Shelby's series a great state you know that we don't think that there's an instant meteor strike that destroys civilization we think that things slowly collapse and slowly boil not to say that it the conditions are no big deal but they just don't have a sudden onset right and so that's what we see going on um i'll tell you the one thing (laughs) comically that has never entered my mind until just now is 
the uh, idea that in the next 12 months things are going to get no, better. I, I just think... I just laughed at myself for for having to come to that. We're never going to have that's that non conclusion. There has to be something pretty cataclysmic for that to happen. So I think we have. I, well, I just looked at the clock and went, oh my goodness. We have about we have about two minutes. Yep. So let's see. I think the next one, William Felker, is one that we can um, we can at least start before the after show. Absolutely. We'll continue this. We've only got through a couple of questions. We have we have twelve questions, I believe, off the top of my yep. head. <laughs> Some amazing topics. If you like the conversation you're hearing now, and the topics that are being raised now. You really should, if you're not a Patreon, become a Patreon. Two bucks a month to get the after show. Five bucks a month and up, you get the video bonus shows. And which, we need to do another couple of those. Yeah, we do. So um, I highly recommend it, but I'll be I'll be very quick. I'll at least introduce the topic here from William Felker. Um, what do you consider to be a good period of time to prepare for? Three months, six months, nine months, one year? I can answer that relatively briefly sure. by saying yes to all of the above Shelby's point earlier that she made about start off with some shorter period of time yeah. three months is a pretty good period of time um, and three, three weeks there. would and be okay right. think about like if you got hit like with an, a power outage for a week prepare for that but grow it from there exactly because everything you do to prepare for one week of disruption is going to apply to three weeks it's just going to apply to three months and as as far as as how long to prepare for um there's really no answer to that because we don't know how long stuff's going to last and we don't know the severity of it as i mentioned in a previous uh answer to a question uh count on at some level some sort of economic system still existing it might be barter Mm -hmm. it might be crude it might not be you know the drive-through where you get your your Big Mac with your debit card and all of that other stuff. So we don't know how long you really need to be quote on your own. I don't know that you can be on your own for any real period of time. Well, and also plan on your family. I mean, how big is your family? How many kids? How many? You're going to have guests. You're going to have people are going to flock to you, yep. wanted or unwanted. Always count on needing right. more stuff. And yeah, so those and, and this and I want to flesh this out a little bit more in the after show, but definitely start small, start in the immediate and work from there. I think we can all agree that as this whole diciness that we're facing right now comes is that it's there's it's we're going to it's going to hit. It's already starting to hit. It's going to hit harder, much harder. And then we have to recover from it. We need to be prepared for that kind of a long game. So, yes, eventually you need to get to a year. But don't start thinking, I need to prepare and have everything in place for you. No, start start small and give yourself a break. And folks, we got to carry this same thought into the after show. And I'm so excited to answer our Patreon's questions and invite you to come join us over there. But as always, in the words of Benjamin Franklin, I want to leave you with these encouraging words, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Folks, have a great week, everyone. Adios. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.